You're listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. I'm your host, Travis Condon, and today I'm joined by Sherry Keating of Diabetes Care Consulting. Hello, Sherry. Thank you for being here. Hi, Travis. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about um, Diabetes Care Consulting? What is your business and what is it that you do? I am on a mission, Travis, and that mission is to help people turn education into actionable steps, small steps that will help prevent and manage type 2 diabetes and associated chronic diseases. We have a huge epidemic. So not only do we have a COVID epidemic, but we have a diabetes and a pre-diabetes epidemic. And the numbers, the national diabetes statistics just came out about a week ago. And the numbers of people that have pre-diabetes in our country are up from 88 million to 96 million. So one out of... Yeah, so one out of three and eight out of 10 don't know it. And then our diabetes statistics went up from 34 to 37.2, I believe, million. So we have a crisis. Now, when you say those numbers have gone up, is that in the past year? So those numbers before had, so they don't, they report comes out every few years. And so this is data reflecting 2017 through, through 2020. That's just a few years for that major jump. Absolutely. And I'm sure the pandemic has a lot to do with it because people are more sedentary and, you know, health may not have been their priority. And the sad thing is that pre-diabetes number of 96 million, diabetes is preventable. Type 2 diabetes is preventable. So what my company's hope is, is to provide life-saving and life-changing education for people at risk, or living with prediabetes, or living with type 2 diabetes, and uh, the comorbidities or associated diseases that um, come with having diabetes. Now, Sherry, you mentioned that you're on a mission. Uh, That was how you first started describing diabetes care consulting. What inspired you to take on that mission? And, And what made you want to start your own business? Well, I'll tell you, I had no idea diabetes was preventable. I have been a registered nurse for 39 years this year. My specialty has been in diabetes and cardiovascular disease. So I've started a diabetes education program. I've started a cardiac rehab department. I have been a telephonic diabetic nurse. We never talked about the science behind preventing diabetes. So when I actually became certified in diabetes and heard that there was a diabetes prevention program that the CDC um, has, I was like, wait a second, you can prevent diabetes? I was like, I have never heard that. So we always wait till someone uh, has diabetes to teach them how to manage their diabetes and prevent complications, but we don't even need to get that far. We just have to teach people how to prevent diabetes. And when I learned that, I said, wow, if I don't know this and I've been in the field for this long, how how many other people don't know it? And so I, I... decided to start a company and to become a CDC National Diabetes Prevention Program Lifestyle Coach and start sharing this life-saving education to others. And I know you've got a tremendous commitment to health. Um, as you mentioned, you've been a nurse for you know, 30 some, some odd years um, and, and your own health you take very seriously. Is that what inspired you to take the leap to doing this and, and, and to starting your own company? 
Well, I actually, a layoff actually precipitated all of this because I had been a nurse in the Health Alliance uh, system for 33 years. I started my career as a candy striper when I was in high school. Yes, I wore the pink pinafore, the whole thing. And then, um, and then I became a nurse's aide in my four years of nursing school at Pittsburgh State. And then um, I became a nurse at Burbank and I and so I have an extensive career in terms of program development, nurse management. So I worked my way up to a, a manager and then I was laid off after 33 years. And um, I ended up becoming a telephonic diabetic nurse and I actually got laid off again. So what wow. happened was when I found out that diabetes was preventable and got these certifications, I actually decided that I was going to go and start my own company and start sharing sharing this ed important education because this is what I believe. One person can make a difference in the lives of other people, but if together we can make a difference in the lives of millions. So what I want to do is I want to partner with uh, community organizations. I want to partner with healthcare professionals. I want to partner with workplace um, companies, and I want to provide this education that is critical, especially now with these numbers on the increase, we have to start today. So now, Sherry, when you mentioned you, you just decided that you were going to start your own business, um, growing up throughout your entire career, had you ever given any thought before that moment to think, you know, I want to own my own business? And did you know anything about owning your own business at the time? Absolutely no. If you had asked me, even when I started my nursing career, no. But I have program development experience. So, mm -hmm. you know, I started a cardiac rehab department and a diabetes education program. So I thought, how easy, how difficult can this be? Oh, my goodness. I had no clue what I was doing. But it's so interesting because the chamber has had a huge um, part in my company. Somebody advised me, if you're going to start a company, you need to go to the chamber. So I started my company September 17, 2016, and that day I went to the chamber and I signed up to become a member. And they said, oh, tomorrow's this group called the Sales Leads Group, and they're a business-to-business -business networking group. You should go. So I went, and literally, Travis, I sat next to this incredible woman who she and I just started talking, and she gave me my first speaking engagement. And it's all because you decided to walk in the door of the chamber and, and get started based on that piece of advice. Absolutely. And then I went to SCORE. And um, so I found out about SCORE through the chamber. And I met with the business owners. They were amazing. And they helped me come up with a business plan and gave me some mentoring. And then I heard about New View Communities. And I was able to get a grant. I met with them and I got a grant to actually start my website. So I was able to start my website. So the chamber has been an incredible resource and offers so many opportunities as a small business owner, a solo entrepreneur to really, um, you know, learn what you need to do to become a business owner and to be successful. And you mentioned SCORE and New View Communities as well. Uh, for folks who are listening right now who have maybe just started their own business or are kind of testing the waters and thinking about starting a business, how much would you recommend that they come to the Chamber and to New View and to SCORE and to all these other resources that are out there? How um, crucial is that to their success? It's critical. Absolutely critical. If I did not have those resources and the education that they continue to provide, and I still attend, so I became a Chamber Ambassador 
I am now chairing that business to business networking group. Um, I actually worked at the chamber for a couple of months. And so I really believe the chamber is where you should go if you own a business. The resources are incredible. I actually just got another grant through the chamber to grow my corporate wellness arm of my company. And I worked with another member of the chamber, Sika Creations. They were amazing. They redesigned my website. They added a new web page. They did a whole portfolio, designed a logo for my new corporate wellness. So, I mean, I have connections throughout the chamber and without them and the education that they provide and the resources and the grants, I would not be where I am today for sure. So it's critical. You mentioned at the beginning you do a lot of life coaching and, and education, but you've actually expanded to the point where you're doing all kinds of public speaking. You're creating programming now for corporations. Um, did you ever think that it was going to take you to this many avenues other than just, you know, maybe meeting with patients one-on-one -on -one and saying, hey, we're going to get your life back on track to now you're able to impact bigger organizations and, and bigger groups of people all over the country? Never. And you know what? My goal is to become a global speaker. I want this message about diabetes type two is preventable to go all over the world. And so, no, I had no concept of that. But during COVID, I lost all my business when COVID hit. As a speaker, who's gonna hire a speaker during COVID? So I lost all my business, I pivoted to an online school and that didn't work out so well. I think it was just everybody in what was going on at the time at the beginning of the pandemic, no one was really into education. There was a lot of other life and death things that people were thinking about. And so then I ended up writing an eight-week diabetes prevention course, which I do uh, about three or four times a year. And then, um, and then from there, um, my, my company started to come back in 2021. I actually became a national keynote speaker. And um, I talk about type 3 diabetes of the brain, which is a topic that there isn't another person who speaks on that. So I was able to become a national keynote speaker. And then I had an opportunity to do a year of corporate wellness for a company in Chicago and called WorkWell. Um, and so um, I got my feet wet in corporate wellness and I did a year. And so I really can see a place for my education in all companies because the statistics show six out of 10 adults in the U.S. have a chronic disease. Four out of six have two or more. So we can have a significant impact in these numbers. So um, corporate wellness, small organizations. I actually do don't. I actually don't do individual coaching anymore. I want my company to be on a bigger scale, and um, so I'm really trying to get to the masses, so to speak. And you mentioned the difficulties in the early days of the pandemic. Um, as a small business owner. I'm sure you face some so many of the same concerns that other entrepreneurs, other listeners of this podcast had. You know, here's your your bread and butter. All of a sudden, it's it's off the table. What do you do? Was there a point where you thought, you know, can I make this work? And, and is this going to work, or is my dream going to be over? Oh, absolutely, yes. I I I actually thought of closing my company, 100%. I I want you know. We we work for a reason and not only my mission and my passion, but, you know, we have to pay the bills. And it was a very difficult time. I'm blessed to have a husband who really supported my business and was really like, nope, you're going to continue your dream and your mission and your passion and we're going to make it work. And so, yes, I went a whole year without income. But what I did was I was able to, because I'm a nurse, I was able to work for the um, Fitchburg Board of Health and I became a COVID tracing nurse. 
and I was able to help in that capacity uh, for a while till my company started to get back on track again. So I was able to make a difference in the pandemic and, and helping people when they had COVID. So that was a rewarding opportunity. And I know you actually spent some time here at the chamber as well. And I have to I have to confess here on the podcast that the time when you were here was probably the healthiest I'd ever eaten because you <laughs> caught me on your first day and you made fun of the uh, processed treat that I had for breakfast. And then you would bring us treats consistently. No one else has walked in the door. And, and I've got great coworkers, don't get me wrong, but no one has the level of treats that you would bring in to provide us to inspire healthy eating. No one's matched the quality of Sherry Keating yet. <laughs> well, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Thank you. I love, you know what? I love to bake and I actually had terminal cancer. And so for me, health is everything. I really want to have the listeners really understand that your health is your greatest wealth and it's small, simple changes that you can make that make a significant impact in your health in the long term. So I really, you know, want people to think about their health because you can have everything in the world, but if you're not healthy to enjoy that, it really means nothing. And I know that personally. Uh, so, you know, I walk the walk and talk the talk. So I love to bake and I'll be down anytime you call to bring you some more healthy treats because I'm sure you're back to eating. I won't say what it was, but... <laughs> No, I won't bring them in because I brought them in once more and people made fun of me the same way. It took a little time, but I, I kept hearing you kind of in the back of my head, uh, kind of giving me a little bit of a ribbing and it, and it helped. Getting back to the, the challenges of the pandemic, I know you mentioned that you went such a long time and you had the support of your husband and you were able to pivot and do the contact tracing. Did the kind of off time during the pandemic, um, did that also help though for you to create those, those national programs um, that you maybe didn't have time to create that you're now able to implement and do? Actually, yes, I um, was able to write a whole 12 month uh, workplace wellness series called Building Blocks to a Healthier Team. I was able to write four new programs and I actually partnered with the creator and founder of this brain health program called Ageless Grace, which I'm an educator for. And it's a brain health fitness program that helps you um, to recreate those pathways in your brain that you had when you were a child that you start to lose when you're 20. And it's through physical activity that you can activate the five parts of the brain and you can actually lower your risk of cognitive decline and dementia and brain aging. So we just launched this three hour program that we spent six months writing and we launched it globally. And we had people from all over the world attend and we're gonna be doing that once a month. So that was an opportunity that I wouldn't have had time to say yes to had I not had this time. So yes, I've, I've actually been grateful in that aspect. And I know we don't want to give too much away because we want people to, to hire you as a speaker, but can you give us um, a couple of tips on, on some things that we could do right now to get healthier? Like some things that I could do sitting here across from you. Taking a movement break every hour for five minutes. Do you know sitting is the new smoking? If we're sitting for eight hours and we are not moving, we have the same risk of dying as if we were a smoker. So we need to every hour get up and walk around for five minutes. That is crucial to our health. We need, you could exercise uh, 10 minutes, three times a day at a moderate pace. So a moderate walk pace, and you could uh, decrease your risk of um, so many chronic diseases. And then just trying to institute some healthy eating, like moving, eat, making sure you're getting 
more fruits and vegetables in, whole grains, low-fat milk, lean protein. Um, that will be really good. One of the things I think is very interesting about your business is, you know, sometimes we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs that offer tangible service. You're actually offering something that's not like a physical, tangible good. Um, for you, what's been one of the biggest challenges of marketing a product like that where, you know, people aren't, aren't seeing and feeling and touching it? So one thing I wish I did was take some courses in marketing in college. So I'm a nurse and I feel like that has been my biggest struggle is learning to be a businesswoman with my background um, as a nurse and um, trying to do it all as a solo entrepreneur. Um, so, you know, using the resources that you have. And I think what I learned from the National Speakers Association is when you speak, you try to improve 1% of the time and you try to get one speaking engagement. So really my business has been built on word of mouth referrals and, um, and networking. That is the only way that I have built my business. I have not paid a dollar in marketing. I have spent a lot of time networking and getting people to know me and to know my passion and my mission. But literally, my company is built on networking and, um, and speaking. Now, if someone else is listening right now and they're thinking of becoming a, a, a public speaker and, a, and an educator like you are, um, what would you say are some things they should keep in mind as when they take that leap? You have to have a passion for what you're doing. Without a passion, you're not going to be successful. You have to be passionate. You have to be knowledgeable. And what I found was I have a specific niche that nobody else has. So you need to find a problem that you have expertise in and you offer a solution. And so the problem that I'm trying to um, have the solution for is that is you know, diabetes and diabetes prevention. And I don't believe there's another company out there that does that. And so I think that, you know, finding that niche, sharing your expertise and your passion and just being true to who you are. For me, it's you are, you know, who I am, I show every time I speak and, and I'm relatable. And I think that's another thing is you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you can't relate to people as a speaker, then they're not going to listen to you. I share my personal cancer story, my struggles. And I really think that a lot of people relate to that. And I think that, you know, I think that are the secrets. And for you to be able to share those really kind of vulnerable um, aspects of your life, were you nervous when you first started to incorporate that into the work that you do to be so open about you know, your cancer experience and things like that? I actually don't think so, because I've always shared with my patients um, throughout the years, you know, struggles because, um, you know, it, it helps them relate to you and you to them. And so I've been very open about it. And I truly believe in my heart that I am meant to do what I'm doing. And, and I was, you know, my cancer, there was a reason for me having cancer. And I believe the reason is now because I want to empower people to find their why and their purpose and their reason for wanting to change their lifestyles. And so I share my why every time I speak, I share my story every time I speak. And I want to really empower people to find that reason to make those small changes and keep them focused on their destination, which is lifelong health. I know the pandemic has really shined a light on the healthcare industry and on health. And you mentioned, um, you know, sitting is the new smoking. Do you believe that more and more companies in the coming years are going to be looking at employee wellness um, as a as, as a bigger benefit to offer employees and, and as something of an investment that they should be should be doing? 
Absolutely, 100%. I think companies are going to definitely start looking at that and making that one of their initiatives. Because if you don't have in healthy employees, your costs are higher. And um, you want to invest in your employees because then you'll keep your employees. And right now it's so important because everyone's looking for employees. And if you invest in your employees and their health and they feel valued and um, they're showing up for work with a positive attitude and they're feeling healthy. And, you know, I think it's going to make a big difference and it's going to decrease their cost significantly. Now, Sherry, as we look ahead to 2022, what would you say is your biggest goal for this year? Um, is there anything specific that you're working on in terms of numbers, speaking engagements, maybe groups that you're hoping to speak to? I want to be a global speaker, Travis. I My goal this year is to be on the global stage because this message needs to get out to every single person. And I want that global platform to share my story and my expertise to make a difference in this diabetes and prediabetes epidemic. Now, earlier in the podcast, you talked about uh, one of your initiatives, this program that you had worked on actually going globally already. Do you think you'll be able to use that as a kind of a stepping stone to get your foot in the door to some of these places now? I actually do. Uh, the person that I have partnered with is a global speaker as well. So we are going to take the show on the road, so to speak. And we're going to be hopefully getting opportunities to take our new program um, to uh, to a global stage. So, yes, I am hoping that's going to happen. Jerry, I know you love to do face to face speaking engagements, but seeing the opportunities that the pandemic has made for remote and for virtual opportunities, do you see yourself continuing to incorporate virtual speaking engagements um, into your repertoire now, even after the pandemic is over? Oh, yes, because I have been able to connect with people across the world. When we did our new brain, uh, lifelong brain health and nourishment and movement program last week, we actually had people from South Africa, London, from Ireland, from Australia, New Zealand. I definitely think that it will all, you know, definitely virtual will be a huge part of my company for sure. And if you have to go, those aren't bad places to travel to. I'll tell you that. Not at all. I want to speak an engagement in Tuscany and Greece. So can you work on it, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if I know anybody with an Airbnb. We'll try and hook you up, okay? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who are joining us today, we are chatting with Sherry Keating. She is the founder and owner of Diabetes Care Consulting. It's important that we note that care is spelled with a K. For listeners right now who want to learn more about your services, uh, more about what you do as an entrepreneur, or maybe they're thinking about booking you for a speaking engagement or incorporating one of your wellness programs into their workforce, how do they go about getting in touch with you? They can email me at diabeteskarewithakconsulting at gmail.com. They can also go on my website and there's a contact page. And they can also look at all of the programs with descriptions that I offer. So my website is diabeteskarewithakconsulting.com. Sherry Keating, always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Travis. Same to you. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes on Podbean, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.